Something very special is going on today. I'm not wearing this rose-colored garment because it's my favorite color. It indicates specifically an intent and a reason for this particular Sunday. Remember, we're reminded that we begin with hope in the first week of Advent as we're preparing for Christmas. We turn then to faith because what happened is we believe that there was the coming of Jesus and all of, the re and all of our readings were indicating that. Well, today we can see in the children, we can see in our community, we can see people understand that Christmas is coming closer. That's what happens this week. We realize, as you heard Father say in the beginning, we are getting near to the coming of the Messiah. So what happens is we call this Gadate Sunday, rejoice, rejoice, and shout with joy. I think that's what Father was trying to indicate to all of us as we come today in this season. How important it is to be able to really rejoice and realize what's taking place and what God is in our midst. And when we come into this place, we need to be in the right frame and the right mind. And we need to be able to understand what's going on. We need to rejoice because we are near the Lord who's right there in the tabernacle. You know, my friends, I need to express to all you all, we need to understand that Zachariah was telling us in the first reading, God is here in our midst. That's important and we can't forget that in our society. And we need to proclaim this. And there's no weather to, greater way to proclaim this when we come here on church on Sunday and we celebrate the mass. The mass is the high point of celebrating the joy of God in our presence. This is the third Sunday of Advent. Celebrate that. Celebrate the nearness of all of this. You know, one of the things that happens to us now is that during this Advent season, we need to realize that we are preparing each and every day right now for the coming of his kingdom. His kingdom is coming to us. What an emphasis, what greatness. And there's no better way than to celebrate that than to continue with Archbishop's direction on looking at the parts of the mass and indicating what parts of the mass each month we need to review. And this month, our review is on the real presence and the reception of Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. God kept the promise with us He's in our presence. He's come to us, each and every one of us, in our lives. He's given us substance. He feeds us. Remember, he said that the Son of Man, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you will not have life in you. You need to be able to put that life inside of you to rejuvenate you. The true presence of Christ in the Eucharist is precisely what the priest proclaims during the Mass when he says, Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Jesus Christ in that Eucharist for us here is present, body, blood, soul, and divinity. It may be in the form of bread and wine, but it's not ordinary food and drink. It's the sustenance that's given to us it's the flesh of the, and the blood of Christ. 
It's the nourishment that comes to each and every one of us. It's a wonderful miracle. It's a miracle that takes place that Jesus has come and given to all of us so that we can have the feeding of our body and blood to raise us to new life. You know, when we go to communion, we, right before we go to communion, we admit the fact that we are human and that we are sinful. What more can you say is, Lord, I am not worthy that you can enter under my roof, but only say the word and I shall be healed. We are proclaiming to each and every one of us our sinfulness and our desperate need to receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Pope Francis tells us that that Eucharist is not for the perfect. That Eucharist that we have, that we receive, is for those of us who need to be able to encounter Jesus Christ. We need to be able to receive him. We need to be able to have Christ in our life. And we need to have the grace and the sustenance within us that each and every one of us can have and be fed by Jesus Christ. The, pro the procession that we take when we come up to communion, think about that procession. That's supposed to be a prayer. As we come up to receive the body and blood of Christ, we are in union with Jesus Christ. And when that priest or that Eucharistic minister tells us the body of Christ, the blood of Christ, what they're telling us is to say, amen. And the amen is interpreted, I believe. What do we truthfully believe? We believe when we receive that Eucharist and we come and receive that grace, we are ascending in faith to Jesus Christ. We also believe that we wanna be more like Christ and be Christ's life and live fully in our lives. You know, St. John Paul II tells us that receiving communion is not something we just walk up and we just take and we receive. It's actually becoming a part of Jesus Christ. It's a union. It is the communion. We are becoming one with him in all that we're doing. And we need to have joy on this feast where we rejoice. You know, something is also important today in the message that we give from John the Baptist today. Think about it. We need to be able to make sure we get that Eucharist. But what does he say when we want to receive the Lord? Repent, repent. And he gives us an example of repentance with the soldier and the coat and the food and the tax collector. We are not to be selfish unto ourselves, but we are to be here and be able to be with help other people and share and receive and do the things that are necessary. You know, it's important to understand that Jesus implemented our repentance by going to confession, in the sacrament of confession. And I know all of you all know how to go to confession, but it's not bad to sit back and review the steps when you go to confession. You enter into confession and you're greeted by the priest. You are welcomed. There's hospitality there. And what you say is, Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. And you say how long it's been since your last confession. Does it matter if it's a day 
or if it's 30 years, confession is important. And we're there to be able to make sure that as the penitent, we are coming there to simply come forward and to tell our sins. We also need to remember that the priest will give us advice, spiritual direction, and help each and every one of us by assigning an appropriate penance to us. And when he does that, we need to say the act of contrition. You know, last week I had to spend some time with my grandchild. He wouldn't let his mom and dad teach him the act of contrition. He wanted Papa to teach him. So what he did was he called me on the phone at 7.30 every night and we'd go through the pact of contrition. It was hard to get him to say the word hardly. He always would say hardly, and I had to get him to understand the difference between the words. If we're not sure about what our act of contrition is supposed to be, when I was in Morgan City at Sacred Heart Church, on the kneeler there was the act of contrition to help us to be able to follow and say the right words, to feel that true repentance for our sins. That's the key, that we're absolutely going to be understanding that we want to forgive our sins and that we want to start anew. And we want to make sure that we understand that. And the priest gives us thanks and gives thanks from God that we have come. And he gives us a penance. And that becomes part of what we need to do. We need to be able to go forward and practice that penance to show truly that we are sorry for our sins. You know, John the Baptist gives us some strong direction today, but he does tell us, remember, that he only baptized in water. The one who followed him would baptize with the spirit and with fire. That's so important. And that spirit and fire we receive is not supposed to be in words only. It's not supposed to be in actions only. It's supposed to be in our heart. And we purify and we clean our hearts. Each and every one of us need to truthfully be able to understand our faith, be joyful on this day, and repent that we're having this. We need to be able to make sure that we form our children and our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren. That's crucial. Family is important crucial and very one of us to understand. We need to form those young children. We need to make sure that we have prayer in our family and in our lives. And we do spiritual reading and research to know what's going on. And one of the best actions that you can perform is to help your parish. Stewardship is time, talent, and treasure. Time, welcome the ministries that the parish has and become part of things. You know, it was kind of disheartening for me to come here yesterday and to do a private baptism and see that we were going to have the sprucing up of the grounds around the church. That's all I saw was six people to try and spruce up their church to make it more welcoming. We need to all get involved. And each and every day in our lives, we need to grow in our faith and think what we have to do to have a new beginning within our life. Jesus baptized us in spirit and fire. And the Eucharist gives us that sanctifying grace that we can be in communion with Jesus Christ and to be able to understand from his model that we can be and grow in holiness. God bless all of you all.
on this Sunday where I wear my favorite color because it makes me look good. Thank you. <laughs>